It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. And that would be our cue to start talking. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and uh, Brady. And the uh, boys' uh, basketball playoffs reach the district finals on Friday. We have our winners. And so we'll talk about Friday's games, and then we'll talk about what's coming up on Monday night for the boys as their regionals begin. The ladies, of course, wrapped up their regionals, and we've got a team in the quarterfinals on Tuesday in Marysville, so we'll talk about that as well and anything else that happens to come across our minds. Well, you took everything to say. I don't have anything to add to that. <clears throat> there had to be something. You've always got something to add. Well, I'll be here Monday, and then I'll be MIA until next Monday. Traitor. Which, hopefully, we get a team, another boys team to a quarterfinal, so I can... Uh, just hop back on the train when uh, we get back. Trainer. <clears throat> Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll talk about uh, we had, what, four district champions? Five in boys basketball? Well, more than that, but of, of teams that we really, like, focus on, um, we had uh, at least four. I think, I don't know. Well, either way, we're going to talk about it all. Because so you're just... always mean to New Haven and Marlette won, too. Yeah, I was including Marlette. So five. Well, we had what? Marlette, Ubley, Richmond. New Haven Roslex. is closer than Marlette is. Yeah. New Haven is like five-minute drive from Richmond High School. Anyway, we're not going to get into this conversation right now, so hit the break and we'll get into it. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet... Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. 
Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, let's uh, get right to, to it, and we'll start with uh, Brady, who was in St. Clair for a really good uh, basketball game on Friday night between Richmond and St. Clair. Brady, I was really interested to see how this game would go and to hear how this game actually went and how you thought it went. 49-42 mm-hmm. sounds about right to me the way St. Clair plays defense and the skill level that Richmond has. Yeah, um, I will say from the beginning, I don't think either team played their best game. Out of the last handful of games I've seen Richmond play, probably been their worst showing. Between Marine City and Cross-Lex and including this game, they didn't play well, and St. Clair didn't play well. But, hey, sometimes in March you have to play a grinded-out game, just do enough. And, well, the first quarter went kind of how I thought, 15-11, St. Clair's on top of Richmond. It's up-and-down action. But Richmond did the thing I thought St. Clair might do to them. So I'm going to give them all the credit in the world for kind of flipping the script. St. Clair... After the first quarter, scored three points the rest of the half, so in the second quarter. And from the 420 mark of the second quarter till about a minute and a half to go in the third, they didn't make a shot from the field. Now, is it cold shooting, or did Richmond crank up their defense or change their scheme? Little of column A, little of column B. There were some St. Clair shooters that I have seen make those shots in their sleep. Like though you, when you have that nice possession, you know you get it into the post. They kick it out. They make one more pass, a beautiful one. And before the three goes up, you're already to, already expecting to call it in. They probably had two or three of those in that stretch. Where you're like, oh, and there was a couple different shooters. Get gets it to the corner, three up and bricked out. So yes, Richmond did play well. They put a lot of pressure on. One big thing of note. And we can talk about this for a minute since we don't have other, as many games to get to. We can dive into this. Eli Lohr picked up some early fouls. Now, the officials from Jump Street, from the opening possession, established that it is going to be a tightly called game. They, If you were in the district on Wednesday, it was not like that, where they kind of let them play and it got a little physical. No, it was... More old school basketball. We kind of talk about the difference between BWAC officials and MAC officials. MAC, they usually let them play. BWAC, they tighten it up. It was really tight. Like, you can't reach in. Uh, anytime you go up, you better get the ball clean. Even if you kid him on the body, you still might get called for a foul. So Eli Lord picked up some early fouls and two offensive fouls. 
if they hadn't established how tight they were calling it, you might think they were a little weak, but they called a lot of a lot of touchy fouls. So I can't blame that, especially, like I said, you go over a quarter without making a shot, you can't blame the officials. I don't care what happens. Um, and I think it was in the second quarter. Uh, no, it was in the third quarter, I believe. Matt Distelrath got a, t- a technical, they said, for being, I believe it was for being outside the coaching box, which was the only one I thought was really bad because the play wasn't near him. Now, I don't know if he said any magic words. Again, you say you, you say the right words, you can get a T in yep. .2 seconds flat. Like, I, I can't hear him. He was on the other end. But for the whole time up to it, whether it was the second or third quarter, I, I can't remember exactly. Both coaches were coaching, and they were the, the gym's small at St. Clair. So unless you're, like, sitting on the bench, you're almost on the floor out coaching. And, you know, you want to step out, say something. Both coaches were going out. And he got the tech, and – it did kind of help keep the momentum going for Richmond, but that was the only thing I thought was really weird. But the, the fouls on Eli Lore really hampered St. Clair's ability because he is that calming presence. Um, he does have an ability to get the offense in motion, and Richmond smelled blood in the water and t- took over. They let it halftime 19-18, and they never looked back. They took a 33-26 lead into the fourth before actually a running gun fourth quarter, a 16-16 fourth quarter, ended with them, as you mentioned, winning by 749-42. Now, Dennis, if Richmond could, in the first part of the game, make some free throws, because down the stretch they were great. Quan Haskins, Carl Stevens made some big shots from the line, but for the first 24 minutes they couldn't make a free throw. It felt like St. Clair couldn't hit a shot if their life depended on it. And you left that game feeling, depending on which side you're on, if you're a Richmond fan, you're going, we just hit a few free throws and kind of stop the flurry from St. Clair at the end of the third quarter and them hitting some big shots at the, at the end of the game in the fourth to give them even a prayer. We win this game going away. And if you're St. Clair, you're going, if we shoot even just below average bad we have a chance to win this game but like I said you go almost 10 minutes without making a shot from the field that's kind of where the conversation has to start and end of why you lost the game yeah I I, and and correct me if I'm wrong I think you felt St. Clair had the advantage going into this game just because of the way they play defense And, and because that the way Richmond plays up and down is similar to how the Matt Gold plays yeah it's not um, like a lot of BWAC teams that's like Croslex and Richmond will run. They'll get out and run, but you'll see other teams slow it down more um, where it won't be uncommon in the MAC to see a game get up into the 60s and 70s, where the BWAC, it's a little more rare for that. Uh, but I have to give Richmond all the credit in the world. Their defense is what won them this game, and they, they played composed in an awesome environment. Dennis, I got there over an hour before tip-off, and there were people already scanning their tickets to get in. There wasn't a seat by tip-off. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's not a lot of room in that gym. No. So they no. stand them up wherever they can fit them in. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it makes yeah it makes for a great atmosphere. The, the reason I kind of leaned a little bit towards Richmond, and I really this, – this was a flip a coin game for me. But just like guys like Stevens and Haskins – consistently all year, 10 to 20 points. Whereas St. Clair, every once in a while, Lore gets 20 points, but it's not every night. It's not all the time. And I just felt like in a big game, to know you've got a couple of guys that are going to get you basically 30 points between them, and they scored 27 mm-hmm. in the game. That's 15 for Stevens, like, 12 for Haskins. That's kind of why I, I thought Richmond might have a little bit of an edge, but it ended up being this was a nip-and-tuck game. And, again, wasn't there, didn't see it, but it sounds to me, if you're St. Clair, all you need is four shots to go in. Well, and that's the thing. Like Defensively, St. Clair did what I thought they'd do to Richmond. Slowed him down, didn't let him go on any crazy runs. Richmond didn't really run the floor that great. It's not like Richmond shot unbelievable. And, yeah, the free throws down the stretch inflate the score a little bit. But 
say, all right, they scored 49, let's say, without the free throws, they're 43-45 points. If I tell you that going into the game, you think St. Clair has a hell of a chance to win holding Richmond to the mid-40s. Yeah. Yeah, oh, uh, definitely. Um, Richmond will advance and play Pontiac Notre Dame prep uh, Monday night uh, at the uh, the regionals. Um, and the other side of that bracket will have a familiar uh, face in it in Croslex. Well, and a familiar matchup, too. And a familiar matchup, too. Uh, Croslex beat Emily City on Friday night. The final is 55-32. to 32. But this was just like the other two games that these two teams played this season. First time around, at MLA City, Croslex won the game 60-51. to At the half, it was neck and neck. And then the third quarter happened, and Croslex got up by like 18 and cruised to a nine-point win. Next time around at Croslex, Pioneers won 55-41, but you did that game. They were losing at halftime. No, you did that game in Croslex. Did I? Yeah. Oh, whatever. They were losing at halftime. I thought you. I thought I did the no, first one. And you no, did the you've done. One, and then I did you've the done one. all three. Okay. Well, anyways, they're, the they're losing at halftime, and then the third quarter happened, and yeah. they end up pulling away and winning by fourteen. This game was nineteen. To, <coughs> excuse me. Don't 19, go dying on me now. This game was. <coughs> I don't know where this came from. <laughs> no, it did. It like it started on me last night, and it won't go away now. Do you, do you need me to go grab you a water? <clears throat> no, I'm fine. It was 1915 at the end of the half, and every all the Croslex people are sitting on my side, mm-hmm. and they're all around me, and I can all hear them whispering, oh, we don't do good against teams that stall. We don't." Do, and I'm just thinking to myself, this is exactly a carbon copy of the first two games. You watch, Lance will say something to them, and they'll come out in the third quarter, and it'll be ridiculous. There's 7.07 left on the clock in the third quarter when MLA City calls their first timeout. And it's an 11-point cross-lex lead. It happened <laughs> that fast. They got the first possession, inbound the ball to Townsend, and almost immediately he turns and fires, drains a three. Then they pressure, cause a turnover, get a layup. Then they steal the inbounds pass, get a layup, bang, boom, zip, zowie. Game over. <laughs> Game over. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Um, it was – Croslex does the teams those runs. It was the other shoe dropping. It's what you I was waiting for in the Marysville-Lake-Fenton game. You're waiting for that 7-0 run in 30 seconds, and you go, ah, crap, here we go. And that's why it – until Cros, like I think I said on a Friday show, until Croslex is down in the fourth quarter, you're going, all right, wait for the run, wait for the run. It always happens. Like I, we, when we had Mike Gallagher on, I don't know if he was on the air or not, but we joked about how I, you can almost give a carbon copy of, of the script for what a big Croslex game is. The other team hits a few shots. They get up 8-4, to four, and then Lance calls a timeout. He reminds them, hey, don't need to do this every time. Then goes back and forth a little bit, and then Croslex defense creates their offense. Zip, powie, boom, or whatever three <laughs> words you want to use in that, and Crosslex is up bang, 10. boom, zowie. Yeah. <laughs> whatever Looney Tunes words you want to use, Crosslex is up, and it's, it's a script we've seen a dozen times over the last two years. Here's the other thing that happens. Dom Lugerai scores nine points in the first quarter, mm-hmm. gets three the rest of the game, and those came late in the fourth. Sage Slanik gets shut out in the first half. Can't make a shot. Can't, couldn't, couldn't put the ball into the Grand Canyon if he was standing in the Snake River. <laughs> but here's the difference. He doesn't stop shooting. He doesn't stop taking his shots. Uh, I'll use Andrew uh, Batter as an example. Missed a three badly the first time he took one, mm-hmm. so he didn't take one again the rest of the game. It's like, Andrew, you're a scorer. Keep shooting yeah. the ball. Um, Sage Slanik didn't stop shooting the ball. Oh, here comes the third quarter. Bang, three, bang, three, bang, three. And then for good measures to start the fourth quarter, bang, three. Well, Scores 13 all in the second half. Well, what's the saying? How do shooters get out of slump? They keep shooting. They keep shooting. Um, and Jake Townsend knocked down his first uh, four baskets of the game were threes, and then he doesn't miss a free throw when it's clutch time. <laughs> no. 
Like he buries everything. Like first half, oh, I'll miss. I'll brick these two free throws. Fourth quarter, oh, we need these. Swoosh, 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 swoosh. Um, and then uh, Donovan McDonald was steady Eddie throughout the whole thing. Twelve points. Um, they they just do good things. I mean, if you told me that you know they'd only get six from Kalakovich and Zach Kretsch would only have two points, I'd go, oh, maybe Emily City's got a chance. They didn't have a chance. They didn't even at halftime in a four-point game. I'm just like, it's coming. You can feel it. It's coming, and you can see the body language on them too. It's in their heads. It's in Emily City's heads that as soon as it goes bad against Croslex, you can see the, the 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 players, their their faces, their body language. You can just see it. You can see it on their fans. They're like, oh, yeah, again, again. And, and so they got beat in the second half, 19 to 15 in the first half. They got beat 36 to 17 in the second half. Croslex scored 19 in the first two quarters and got 24 in the third. Yeah. And it happens that fast. Like they had seven points. A lot of people probably missed the first seven points of the third quarter because it happened while they were still in line getting a popcorn or they were still in the bathroom. And they come out, wait a minute. It was a four-point. How did it get to be 26 to 15? Right. They've only played 53 seconds. <laughs> that was all they needed. And it's just the same analysis we give for every Croslex game, and that's why they are so consistent because you, you've seen games where Zach Kretsch takes over and he only had to score two, and Kalakovich probably was still a menace defensively even though he had only had six points. You were there. Yeah, well, he played a great game. Yeah. And the other one thing that I think is very consistent with the teams that have been really good over the past couple years, Marysville's girls, Croslex's boys, they don't care who gets theirs as long as they win at the end of the night. Like, you can tell they get genuinely excited. How many times have you seen Jake Townsend, knowing he can score 25, maybe he's not shooting great, he'll make that extra pass, or he'll figure out a way to alter the game defensively until he can get into a rhythm. And I can go down the entire list of that roster. Yeah, You, you don't have to worry about someone going, oh, I need to get to my double digits, I need to get my touches. At least from the stands, again, you never know what goes on in the locker room, but I highly doubt that's tolerated if it happens. And that's why they've lost – one game in two years. Well, the other thing is when they get the lead in the fourth and coach says, take your time, mm -hmm. they take their time. We don't need to run down and jack up a three. We're going to pass the ball around and we're going to work the clock, um, and then we're, we'll break down the defense and, and we'll get a basket at the end of this, but there's no rush now. Which, one thing, since you brought that up, take two minutes. I just want something that drives me crazy in basketball. There's two. One. When you're down at an end of a game, and let's say you're down three possessions, you're down seven, eight points, there's 25 seconds left, there's no time to run an offense. Go down, and that's when you jack up a three because you're already, you're already on your deathbed. You're yeah. not, you're not, there's nothing wrong that's going to happen. For, first guy that doesn't have a hand in his face should be firing the ball up at the basket. Right. You have time for maybe one pass because you're going to need an insane amount of luck to get back into this. Time is your friend, or is your enemy, I should say. Get the shot up. Do it immediately because if you take an extra seven seconds to hit, find the open three and now you're down four with 12 seconds left, guess what? Game's already over for all intents and purposes. That and the amount of deep twos I see, it is the worst shot in basketball. That's something else that just has been driving me crazy because I felt like I've seen more of it. Take a half a step back and fire it or drive because what's the point of hitting a 19-and-a-half-foot jumper? Something that I liked. Um, and keep in mind, these are heated rivals. Yes. They don't really like each other. But at the end of the game, Croslex had the ball, and they were basically dribbling out the clock. Yeah. And Lance took a timeout because he saw that Emily City had a couple of, like, freshman mm -hmm. JV kids that were going to get into the game, and they were going to take out a couple of seniors. So he called timeout so that Emily City could do that and so that the guys coming off could get a, a hand in their last home game. Right. You know, and so that those kids could get in, even if it's just for 20 seconds, 
those kids could get into well, and you give the seniors, a district final. The seniors get their moment. Yeah. Which that I like I love this has been a great week of basketball or last week was with the regionals and the the districts for the boys. It's awesome. But damn it sucks every night seeing a, a team go home. Yeah. Especially when like the St. Clair boys and I should have mentioned this when we talked about them. Think about that group of seniors what they've done between football and basketball, because a lot of them play both sports, from last year to this year. Between football and basketball last year, the St. Clair boys won two games. One in football, one in basketball. And in the summer, we were kind of thinking about what we'd have coming up for the year, and we're like, I don't think we're getting much out of St. Clair this year. League title in football, and they put up a hell of a fight against Croslex in the district final. League title in basketball and fall short. Uh, didn't play their best game against Richmond, but still made it there. They, to go from one win in both sports to having two league titles and making playoff uh, yes, getting to a district noise. final in the in basketball. And it's and a lot of those same kids, and that's the one part that sucks. Is you see all the hard work and you see these kids grow, and then. In one moment, boom, they're, it's like it's done. It's like that gets a little fatiguing after <laughs> two weeks of it. And it's like, come on. But, yeah. yeah. Look at it this way. You're going to see a lot of them again when baseball season starts. That, that's and they're going to have a good team this year in baseball. That's true. So uh, maybe, maybe they can go for a uh, third uh, championship. Be a hell of a turnaround. I, I think so. Um, okay, other games from uh, Friday. New Haven beat Memphis 62-48. Uh, New Haven's going to Burton Bendel to play Burton Bendel on uh, Monday night. Marlette beat Millington 52-48. to I know nothing about Millington, but they played three super close games. They beat Sandusky in overtime by one mm-hmm. on Monday. On Wednesday, they knocked out Brown City by two points. And then on Friday, they lose by four points to Marlette. So they actually... We're in that district mucking things uh, up. But uh, Marlette moves on. Unfortunately for them, they're going to draw Bad Axe in the uh, regional. Uh, and if you don't know, Bad Axe is 20 and 2. But yeah, Marlette. And losses to what? Reese and Reese, I think. Yeah, but Marlette now entered the playoffs with a losing record this year. They now have a winning record. Yeah, Marlette was a team we weren't sure where they were going to be coming in. And. Maybe a little bit of a disappointed. They took the brunt of the top of the GTC East, and they win a district. Now they're going to be underdogs in the regional, but you're at the dance. Yeah. We were hoping to get three teams to one regional. We got two of them. Uh, Cardinal Mooney beat Math and Science 77-52 to win uh, their district. Trent Rice had 24. Brian Everhart had 10. Ty Bodecker had uh, eight points in that one. Mooney is going to play, I, I guess, what has been their nemesis this year in Clarkston Everest, and we'll get deeper into this uh, coming up in uh, the next segment. Genesee Christian beat Peck 71-44 to was the final in that one. So Peck, who was hosting the regional, won't get to go to the regional. Uh, and then Ubley, who, uh, again, just kind of laying in the weeds over there while – Deckerville had to play CPS, and then North Huron, and North Huron had to play Deckerville, and uh, Ubley waxed Caseville, and then uh, basically they waxed North Huron. 69-44 to was the final in that one. Yeah. So Ubley moves on. They'll play Genesee Christian. We were hoping to get an Ubley Peck game in that second game, but um, instead we'll get uh, an Ubley Genesee Christian game. Still have game a chance for an Ubley Mooney final. Second one. Still have a chance for an Ubley Mooney final. But uh, Mooney's got their work cut out for them. Like we joked about their district. And now they have a <laughs> they go from a district that was one of the weaker ones in the entire state to one of the tougher regionals yeah. in D four. It's it's uh, very uh, yeah, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They'll earn this. Um, if they get it. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, all those uh, regionals for the uh, boys coming up in our next segment. 
Get ready for the warm weather and the outdoors. Alpine Cycles has everything you need to enjoy all those outdoor activities. From bikes to skateboards, longboards, and accessories, they have everything you need to hit the outdoors. Need a new bike? Alpine has the latest models of cruisers, BMX, road bikes, and mountain bikes, and even has the new e-bikes for you to hit the streets. Already have a bike? Is it ready for the season? Alpine Cycles mechanics can get it tuned up and make sure it is ready to go. Need a helmet? What about gloves or shoes? Alpine Cycles has the accessories to make you safe and comfortable for that ride. Are you a skateboarder? Alpine Cycles carries all the top lines of skateboards and longboards. Make sure to stop into the board shop if you need to upgrade your gear. Open Monday through Saturday 10 to 6 and Sunday 12 to 4. Stop by Alpine Cycles today, located at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood. Or like Alpine Cycles on Facebook for all the latest updates. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval, equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. 
This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, you are back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. All right, so the boys will start the regionals uh, this week. There are uh, four that we will talk about. Two will probably just kind of gloss over. Well, because we don't know enough to... Well, actually, uh, that, that's not true. We know quite a bit about one of the teams. It's just not yes. a, a local team. <laughs> Anyways, let's start with Flint Powers because, obviously, this is the big one. Yes. Um, we've got uh, Richmond and Crosslex, both at Flint Powers. Uh, Richmond will play Pontiac Notre Dame Preparatory, the Grey Poupons. Um, no, actually, what a, they're the Irish, right? Yes. Yeah. Original. Uh, and Croslax going up against Goodrich. The worst record in this group is Notre Dame Prep at 15-7. and uh, seven. So you got four good basketball teams here. Uh, Richmond's won 19 games. Croslax is undefeated at 22-0. and 0, And Goodrich is a solid 18-4. and 4. Which, And these teams play people. This is almost a, uh, a rematch of last year's entire regional. The only difference is Richmond replaced New Haven, who's not even in Division Two, so they he couldn't have gotten back. Yeah. Um, they they dropped down to uh, to three this year, uh, but so, let, let's start with Richmond Notre Dame prep. Yeah, let's give you. I always like to do this. Give you the teams that Notre Dame prep lost to as a context. They lost by thirteen to Detroit Loyola. They're playing in a uh, regional semifinal against Bishop Foley, who by the way won their district in five overtimes. Yeah. Crazy. Could you imagine doing that game, broadcasting it, how exhausting that kid after doing essentially six and a half quarters of Think how the players feel. Like, during the game, your adrenaline carries you. As soon as that game is over, it hits you how hard you worked. Like, you're going to want to celebrate, and you're like, no, I'm going to bed. Yeah, but anyway, they lost to Detroit Loyola by 13, Divine Child by 13. They went on a little winning streak before losing to Celine by 4. They lost to Flint Beecher by 16. Beecher's still playing. Yes. Goodrich by 9. Goodrich is still playing. UAD Jesuit by 17. And Flint Carmen Ainsworth by 9. Had to do some quick math in my head. (laughs) So there's not really a lot. And even when you look down the schedule, they beat up Troy Athens 71-48. Athens gave... Northern a game, but I'd already... Yeah, uh, Jameson needed to score, what, 47 against Athens I to beat him? I think so, 44-47. But that was also a Northern team that was nowhere near as good as it ended up being. Uh, you look at the rest of their schedule, and there's no one really else to compare them to um, within from the area like they never played uh, a Mac school that you could go oh they beat Southlake or they lost to yeah. uh, Cousineau someone like that so it's hard to get a feel of what Notre Dame prep is they beat Warren Collegiate I believe at the buzzer right yes and Warren Collegiate 56-55 I think, at least from what I thought coming into the districts is Collegiate was the favorite to win, although this isn't like a giant upset. It's if I had to pick, I would have picked Collegiate. Yeah, I, I would have picked Collegiate to win the game too, just based on records, which is all I really had to go on. 
I would have said Collegiate's going to win this game, but it's going to be a good game. Yeah, like, I, I would have. I would have picked it to be in single digits. Um, and uh, Notre Dame Prep ended up winning at the the buzzer to uh, advance. So, I if I'm Notre Dame Prep, I'm looking at it as we're on house money now. Well, let's just go out and 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 go. They probably feel that Richmond's a winnable game. Uh, they probably. I mean, it's Notre Dame Prep. What's what's the BWAC to Notre Dame Prep? Um, I hope they take that attitude because they're going to be very surprised. Yes. Uh, Richmond is at their best. Richmond can what, and what's, would beat What's Notre the BWAC? How bad did Crosslex beat Notre Dame Prep last year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look at what Richmond's done since they lost to Yale back on December 16th. They haven't lost to anyone not named Crosslex. When they're on, they are on, and especially if you get more consistent scoring, Haskins, Stevens, Marcus Thompson, Sebastian Mays, if you get those guys going like you did, well, you had them against Marine City, and you play the defense that you played against St. Clair, we could be looking at an all-BWAC regional final. That would be that would be what Richmond wants. They want a third crack at Crosslex. You know they do. Oh, yeah. Because they played them tough the last time. Which – uh, has that ever happened? A regional final with two BWAC teams? It may have, but if it's happened in my lifetime, I missed it. <laughs> you know, um, but Croslex Goodrich. This again, a rematch. This is a game that they they wanted a couple of years ago and didn't get. Yeah, the COVID ended the chance in nineteen twenty. That then they then they got. The chance last year, and again, Croslex has handled them. They punked them. That game was over five minutes in, and Goodrich was really frustrated because it was. I mean, it was a big game. It was a game a year and a half in the making. That a year, the year earlier, you thought, okay, Croslex can go to a quarterfinal if they beat Goodrich, and it happened in the regional semifinal big game, and it was disappointing from the aspect of you thought it was going to be a knockdown drag out brawl it was a first round ko 40 seconds in yeah it it was you, you get this this big bout we're going to see ali and fraser <laughs> round 4 and ali goes out and punches him one time and the fight's over yeah. like, wait a minute i got all my friends here <laughs> we bought a keg <laughs> now what do we do yeah, now what do we do fight's over i paid uh, however many dollars to HBO to get the closed circuit feed. <laughs> and, yeah, that's how it felt. And I don't know what it's going to be this year. I don't remember exactly what Goodrich brought back. Goodrich struggled down the stretch. At one point, I think they were 16-1 and before kind of limping to the finish line. And it was disappointing. Let me give you who Goodrich has lost to. Um, to start off the year, like I mentioned, Goodrich was on a roll. Their only loss was to Fenton, and you know you—that's like the BWAC. You get in that league over there, someone's gonna knock someone yeah. off. Fenton usually has pretty good teams. Uh, they didn't lose. They lost to Fenton back on January fourth. They wouldn't lose again until February eighteenth, when they lost three of their last four going into the postseason. They lost to Lake Fenton beat Clio, lost to Frankenmuth, and lost to Burton Bendel before beating Ortonville, Brandon, and Lake Fenton in the districts to get where they are now. Again, Croslex is a favorite until the quarterfinal or someone gives us a reason not to pick them as the favorite. Yeah, well, they're 22-0, they're so they're, they're the favorite until somebody beats them. Right. Um, this is not an easy regional, though. I, I really, I look at this. These are four good teams. I think teams. it's a very open regional. Yeah, like, I, there's not one team that came in here and you're going, all right, they had an easy district. Glad that's a nice draw to get for the other team. Yep. Would you be shocked if next Monday we're talking about any of these teams that won the regional? No, like I say, I think you can throw a dart at the board, and if it's stuck into one of the teams – that team has a, a chance to win it. Now, do I, I think it's tougher for Notre Dame Prep and Richmond than it is for Goodrich and Croslex? Yeah, except for the fact that 
Goodrich and Krawczyk have to play each other. But, like, Richmond, Notre Dame prep, I think either team can win that game, but I think they would be the underdog against the winner that, of the other yes. team. Yes. Yes. Well, you lose twice to Krawczyk. Again, you, you push them to the precipice. You couldn't finish it. So you might get a third crack at them there. But, yeah, good rich Richmond. I really don't know how to compare the two teams. I don't know what style they play. Uh, but, again, I've said all year, Richmond's ceiling is really high. The only problem with Richmond is at times they hadn't fulfilled their ceiling but the last two weeks, they have just thrown that in my face and said, okay, we'll just we'll play a great game against Croslex, dominate Marine City, and then beat St. Clair in their own gym to win a district title. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we'd love a Richmond-Croslex final because that guarantees we're doing a quarterfinal game somewhere. Yes, it would. So, anyways, at Burton Bendel, Bishop Foley, the upstart ventures at 13-10. and 10. We'll get uh, Detroit Loyola, who's seventeen and five, and in the uh, other side of the bracket, fifteen and seven, New Haven against fourteen and eight, Burton uh, Bendel, the host of the uh, regional. Uh, and again, I look at that, and just based on records, I say Loyola is probably the team to beat there, but I have no idea. Yeah, I think Loyola's the team to beat, but yeah, I I, I don't know. Uh, at Beecher, Hemlock and Beecher is the first game. Um, Hemlock's 15 and seven. Beecher's 19 and two. Then in the second game, you've got Upstart Marlette, 12 and 11. They actually entered the playoffs with a losing record, but have uh, been undefeated in the district. Uh, and uh, now they draw 20 and two. Badax. Did they cross over and play each other this year? Well, I can double check that for you, but um, I don't think that result will matter too much. It's going to be Beecher's region to lose. Uh, just. One on reputation. I know that the coach still the, is now at Davison, but that's the team kind of like you. Okay, until someone beats them, uh, like and they're Mar- on their home court. Yeah, I, I like Marlette. I enjoy um, Bad Axe. I know they've done amazing things, yeah. but Beecher has played a tougher schedule. Did let's see, did Bad Axe and Marlette cross over this year? I don't. Yes, they did. Sixty to forty-two. Uh, bad axe beat Marlette. That's, that, that was sounds about and right. And that was me. just two weeks ago. Not even. I, I for for Marlette. I think Marlette's the underdog. I think everybody will admit to that. For them to win, they're going to need like Miller to just go off and and hit ten threes, and then get you know performances from Roberson or or somebody else is going to have to have like a monster game for them. Um, other otherwise, uh, I, I think they're just overmatched. In, in this one. But, again, you got to give credit to them. They, they kind of, I don't know, they're a middle-of-the-pack team in the GTC East, and yet they're in a regional, and teams that had better records than them aren't. Yeah. So, all right, at Peck, Cardinal Mooney against Clarkston Everest. Mooney's 14-8, and Everest is 17-5. and Two of Everest's wins have come at the buzzer, against Cardinal Mooney, one of those in overtime on just a stupid shot. Yeah, a horse shot that yeah. you take when you're trying to, like, all right, um, from here I'm going to throw it and bank it in. Yeah, it's, it's like the old, before you were born, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson did McDonald's commercials, and they're sitting up <laughs> in the rafters going off the rafter, over the backboard, off the back wall, nothing <laughs> but net. <laughs> playing a game of horse for fries or something, whatever it was. And Ubley plays Genesee Christian in the other game. Ubley's 17-4. and four. Genesee Christian's 18-4. and four. These are four, like, good basketball teams. This is a fun um, regional at Peck. Um, I wish Peck would have gotten there, cause, mostly because it would have given us another local team and because Genesee Christian's a threat. Yes. Yes, they are. And I don't like threats this time of year. I want our teams to cruise through. <laughs> yes. Um, Keep it going. We've got a quarterfinal streak on the line here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, anyone else, do you want to give where the quarterfinals would be if everyone got there? Um, sure, if you want to look so at that. So the one I just have pulled up right now is Division Three. If Marlette made it through, they would play at Bendel High School. 
for Richmond and Cross Lex. The winner of that one would play in uh, actually at SC4. Yay. Which is about a year too late, but that would be awesome because that gym, again, if you haven't been there, is beautiful. It should be a staple of hosting a quarterfinal. Absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue if they wanted to play the semifinals and the finals there. It's good <laughs> enough. It really is. It is. It is a, it's probably the nicest small gym, one of the nicest small gyms in the state. Again, I, haven't, I don't have a vast knowledge of all of them in the state. But, and Cardinal Mooney and or Ubley, if they make it to a quarterfinal, they will play at West Bloomfield. Yeah, I did know that. I had I had looked up that one, but I didn't want to spoil your fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad I got to to drop that little nugget of information. All right, perfect. Uh, we have more nuggets of information to talk about because we've got a girls' quarterfinal that will be played on Tuesday involving uh, Marysville, and we'll talk about that in our next segment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. 
Four Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And, uh, Brady, we've got uh, one girls team uh, left, and they got a chance. Um, I'm never going to say this team doesn't have a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did once, and we were really wrong about it. Like, yeah, I I didn't think, uh, and I'm just being honest, I didn't think they had any chance of beating Lake Fenton. Lake Fenton, to me, just seemed like invincible. And clearly they were not because not only did Marysville, we're not talking about like on a fluke, Marysville made a shot at the end and stole a game. Yeah. They went out there and they dominated them. Yeah. And again, we talked about it when we recapped the game. They didn't win because they shot 80% from three. They didn't win because the fouls were 10 to two and all this happened. They didn't win because two of Lake Fenton's girls ran into each other and knocked each other out of the game. They won because they went in there and whooped them for four quarters. And now they get to play Detroit Country Day. This game is at U of D Mercy. <laughs> I'm This is, I mean, house money as far as I'm concerned for Marysville. This is an amazing run. I'm not counting them out. Again, Detroit. Well, I'm Country- actually calling them the favorite in this game. Detroit is Co- that fair? Country Day is 12-7. and seven. And... Again, let's go through what Country Day has done because it's not like they've lost two bad teams. Plymouth Christian, they lost you by 16. They lost to DeWitt by 29. They lost to Birmingham Groves by 13. They lost to Milford by 5. Clarkston by 19. Marion by 15. Bishop Foley by 2. And then since then, they've won their last five. <coughs> Trying to give you someone to give some sort of barometer, but much like Notre Dame prep, really don't play anyone close. The only one I can give you is back on December 14th. They beat Lakeview by 15. Marysville, Marysville had two good games split with Lakeview. Lakeview. Yeah. Yes. Again, that's that was a, a long time ago, yes. too. That's pre Christmas. Right. Around that same time. Actually, the next game for Lakeview, they beat Marysville. And then Marysville came back and beat them. And I think, and yeah, that's when Marysville wasn't playing their best basketball, which they obviously are right now. If they, if they go out and they prepare the same way and do the same things they did against Lake Fenton, because again, they didn't do anything extraordinary. They didn't rely on someone doing something they weren't capable of They'll be playing in a semifinal, which is you knew this team was good, but you didn't really think they'd get to this point because we'd seen Lake Fenton absolutely nuke a couple teams um, before that. And well, well, it was just like you know, I w- I was going through it and I'm going, okay, well, we think Marysville is this good, and then I'm looking, I'm looking, okay, they'll win the district, and then oh, yeah, Lake Fenton's in their regional. That sucks. Because we were kind of hoping the good Rich who had beat them earlier in the year was going to upset Lake Fenton in the district. You're like, all right, maybe we can get a team out if that happens. And then also the way they beat MLA City. You're like, all right, Lake Fenton's playing really good basketball. Yeah. Just looking at this. What What is Marysville's won 19 in a row? Yeah. They haven't lost since they lost to Port Huron High in the finals of the Jim Weimer tournament. On and that like was before December Christmas. 21st, I think. Yeah. So a lot has changed since the last time Marysville lost a uh, basketball game. The girls have. So what what are we expecting here? Are, I we, don't are we expecting a Cranbrook kind of game or a Lake Fenton kind of game for Marysville? 
either. I hope either one because they won both of those <laughs> games. And but I mean, days, they were two different days, kind of games, though. Country Day is a hard team to to really get a a gauge on. Like, okay, I'll just give you a three game stretch against Detroit University Prep, Birmingham Groves, and Southfield Christian. They scored sixty two, forty six, sixty four, and then against Waterford, Our Lady Lake, seventy one. So you go, oh, they score a lot of points. All right, what did they do in their next games? Thirty one points scored against Milford, thirty nine against Clarkston. 28 against Marion, 50 against Bishop Foley. You're like, okay, do they not score a lot of points? And then in the postseason, 71, 69, 72, 58. So I don't know. Dennis, we saw Country Day get to a quarterfinal last year, and we felt MLA City should have beat them in the quarterfinals a year ago. Yeah, I will go to my grave saying uh, that MLA City should have won that basketball game. They had a point-blank shot that went halfway down and popped out, and then the girl ran down the other end, threw up a circus over-the-shoulder prayer that somehow banked in, and it was stupid. <laughs> like, the yeah. basketball gods were being extremely unfair in that 20-second exchange. Yes. Yes. So, Marysville with a chance to go to a semifinal and. Again, I'm not going to act like I know a ton about Country Day. I knew last year they were really young. They're, I think their best player was a freshman a year ago. Um, and I, the one thing I remember from her is there, if she can see the rim, she's shooting the ball. Yeah, and, and in the first half of the MLA City game, she couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, and then she hit like four threes in the second half yeah. to mount a comeback. Yeah, she kept shooting yes uh, and they didn't go in in the first half and they started going into the second half yeah exactly right um and so it, it'll be interesting because again the marysville style is relentless mm-hmm. and we know that they can do it for four quarters like it's not oh well they'll burn themselves out in the first half no they can go for four quarters they can play defense they can muck it up they can grind it out we also seen that they can put up points yes Yes, and I think that's the biggest thing. The fact that they scored 61 against Lake Fenton is the biggest surprise. Like, okay, they upset Lake Fenton, but they do it beating them 35-34 to with great defense. Right. But they actually went out and scored 61 points against them. They had only gotten to 60 points three other times this year. And this is a Lake Fenton team that – Absolutely dominated Emily City defensively. And I was talking <laughs> with, one, I think it was one of the coaches after the game, and the first possession for Marysville, they had it for 30 seconds but turned it over, and they're like, that was a great possession. We killed 30 seconds off the <laughs> clock. Let's do that every time. And, yeah, then they just outran a team that loved to run and gun. Do what you do against Country Day. Again, I don't know. I couldn't find much on Country Day, but if – the only thing I would be worried about Country Day is I don't remember if they had a big girl, a tall one, because um, that's the biggest knock against Marysville is they just don't have size, and I don't care how hard you work, you're not growing a few more inches. And yet, um, all season long, they've handled that. Yes. St. Clair's got some bigger girls. Marysville didn't have a problem with it. Lake Fenton's got a big girl. Cranbrook had like a six foot two, six foot three girl, and and Marysville finds a way. They yes, find they, they find a way to deny that player the ball, or to box that player out so that they're not effective rebounding. And the one thing that they did really well is they seamlessly switched from going from a one two two zone to a two one two. They might do a possession in man to man, but they very fluidly can go from defense to defense. Everyone understands their responsibilities. Yeah. Hard, hardest working uh, team in uh, girls basketball right now for my money. Well, they're the only one left, so <laughs> even by default. Yeah, but, no, that, that's, so, a, that's a hardworking team, and we've been saying that for a couple of years. Now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, Dennis, you'll be on the call for that one. I am very disappointed I have to pass the baton to you because – That's all right. I've this, only done one Marysville girls basketball really? game this year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that was uh and that was very early in the season. Who did they play? Uh I forget. It was either Marysville or St. Clair. Marine City. Or Marine City or St. Clair or somebody like that. Huh. I did all their Marine City, I don't know. But 
I did one game very early in the uh, the season, and that was it. Wow. And then you hogged them the rest of the way. I, mu- I, I must have been their good luck charm. But you're going to see a really fun team. Um, again, I will be MIA for the rest of the week. I'm over at SC4 doing the national championship. So if you stop in there between one of my 26 games I'm doing, come say hi. But I don't think I'll have time to eat. Oh, the heck with him. Yeah. Uh, tonight, uh, Brady will be at Flint Powers Yep, for a double dip there with uh, Richmond and Cross-Lex. Uh, and I'll be uh, up at Peck for a double dip there. We'll do the Cardinal Mooney game and then the Upley game. All right, so four regional games. Dennis, I don't. we've been very spoiled with what we've gotten to do over the last year and a half. Like if you take the greater area. Yeah. No, uh, it, cover. It, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, football, Marine City has, well, a final this year, mm-hmm. and they made it to the quarterfinals in our first year. Yep. We, well, Ubley made a final, um, made a semifinal this past year. Cross-Lex made a quarterfinal. In uh, boys basketball. It, it, and football. And Imlay City made in girls basketball a quarterfinal last yep. year, Marysville this year. Yep. And then we had all the baseball and softball teams. Northern Northern. Hockey a year ago made the quarterfinal. Yes. So we have picked a good 16, 18-month stretch to start this because it's not always this way, and it's not always going to be this way. So I'm enjoying it while it's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Because there are some special athletes in this area right now. I cannot contest that, and I like to contest anything that Brady says, but I can't contest (laughs) that one. Uh, Anything else? No. Um. Regionals should be fun. Uh, if Marysville wins, they play Thursday, correct? Friday. Friday. It would be Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Those would both be at Breslin, and Wednesday would be the regional finals out at Flint Powers slash Peck. Yes. All right. We good? Yep, go for it. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.